0: Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello, boys and girls. Welcome back to The Ralph Report for a brand new week of spanking new oral entertainment. Oral. Oral. Oral, oral entertainment. A-U-R-A-L. <laughs> we some be, oral entertainment, that, too. That's better. Depending on how Let's you play honest. your cards right. <laughs> buy a fellow a meal. Anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Ralph Report for a Monday, October 7th. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Bat Cave. with me is the vice host himself off a red-hot trip to Big Bear, California. Yeah. The mountains, the mountain man himself. He's the vice host, Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. What is up, Edwin? Not much. I'm refreshed. Yeah, how was your trip? Fresh, clean air. It was
1: nice. I, it's uh, nice up there, isn't it? I don't uh, handle uh, high altitude very well. Really? I found that out. I don't. I get severe headaches. Oh, you get altitude sickness. I get light Yeah, I can't breathe. Wow. I discovered that uh, when we got up there. And I started walking up the stairs to the cabin. I'm like, oh, I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> Is anyone else uh, having a heart attack? And Tracy's like, it's probably the altitude. I'm like, oh, this is gonna suck all weekend. This is really gonna suck. Had you never been in the mountains? I've been to Aspen. I've been to the Comedy Festival in Aspen. Well, that's even higher altitude. Like twelve years ago, and I remember faintly having like the shortness of breath. Yeah. And then I did a- the Big Bear Comedy Festival two years ago, and I was actually in the same spot. And I didn't have this, but this was like, I had like bad headaches, dry mouth. Well, I couldn't you, breathe. Did you super
0: hydrate? You got to super yeah, hydrate. Yeah, I
1: kept drinking the water, but like I would like wake up in the middle of night. I, my, my mouth was stuck. My lips were stuck together. I was like, this is awful. Why do people come up here for vacation? This is terrible.
0: Because you need that fresh mountain oh, air. Oh my, I
1: couldn't breathe it in. <laughs> I would try to take a deep breath and it would feel like I'm, I got air halfway down my chest and it wouldn't come in anymore. Oh, that's the worst. It was awful. So it doesn't sound like a good no, weekend at all. No, it's not good. I it's like I think Tracy had a nice, relaxing time, and good, and you know, Colton had his iPad, so he was happy. And you were just walking around struggling. I was to breathe. walking around struggling to breathe, and I, of course, I'm the I'm the 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 man of the house. so I had to carry the luggage up and down the stairs. Oh lord! And I'm dying, and I was like, "What's going on, Dragon Dad?" And like, because I, I can't breathe, I can't fucking breathe yeah, up here i don't no, know why people come up here There's
0: no oxygen
1: there's no oxygen up here why don't we live why don't we vacation where the oxygen is below sea level Be- next time <laughs> oh it was it was okay
0: you have to it uh, was okay it was
1: a nice cabin our friends were very nice for loading us the cabin the cabin was very nice it's very beautiful scenery i just
0: couldn't breathe got to bring a tank of oxygen next if time. if i had a tank of, i might need to bring a tank of oxygen do that uh do that dennis uh dennis hopper blue velvet thing just <laughs> Got <laughs> it Sucking on air. I like might then. have enjoyed myself more.
1: Wow. Well, I'm sorry to hear. And that. then we had a fucking crazy bird that kept slamming into the side of the cabin every I don't know if they thought the win, the windows looked like other trees from the reflection, mm-hmm. but for two straight days this bird just kept slamming into the side of the cabin and I I would just it would jump the shit out of him because I'm thinking I keep thinking about the birds. Sure. And being attacked attacked by birds, and it just it would. I'm trying to watch the football game, and it just uh, oh, into kept, the window. He kept backing up and backing up, for and kept, run. he kept trying all weekend to get into the cabin. Wow, it's freak! And he would go to different windows too, like he was testing it, like the fucking like jaws was like testing the weak spots of the boat. <laughs> this little fucking bird was testing the weak spots of the cabin, <laughs> and I can't. Oh, because it was kind of a nightmare <laughs> now that I think about it. It's kind of a fucking nightmare. I'll catch your bird for you. For $15,000, I'll catch him. For $3,000, little... I'll oh. kill him. And then Colton wanted to go out on the porch and put a pile of birds to I'm like, don't encourage this thing. You're throwing chum into the water. <laughs> We're going to need a bigger cabin. <laughs> We're going to need a bigger cabin. It was a nightmare, man. Wow. It was a fucking, it was a t- some bird was trying to kill me, and I couldn't breathe, and I had headaches. This
0: was not the No, big, not the re- not the report I was expecting.
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't the relaxing weekend I I had uh, hoped it to be. Wow, so sorry to oh, hear that. It's very pretty up there. Happy just, anniversary. Thanks.
0: <laughs> That's great. I keep failing at life. Wow. <laughs> I really do. Only you could take an idyllic <laughs> trip to the mountains and turn it into a <laughs> it horror was, movie.
1: Was not my fault there's no air up there and there's a psychotic bird that wants to get into the cabin? <laughs> How is that my fault?
0: And you couldn't run away from the bird if you had to. No,
1: he would have. Oh, if I was out in the open, I'm done. You
0: pecked your eyes out. Yeah,
1: he would. And I, Although I had that nightmare that night. Oh, did you really? Yes. Oh, my God. Like, he's going to get in here. I'm going to wake up. He's going to be on my chest. And one peck and an eyeball's gone. <laughs> and then what am I going to do? I can't scream because I can't get any oxygen in my lungs. Nevermore.
0: Nevermore. This <laughs> is fucking frightening, man. Oh, man.
1: Never going back.
0: Well, <laughs> now you're back in the big city. Thank God. You're safe and sound. Oh, and, uh, and we're not going to get into football this Monday morning. What, what's f- we're, we're, we're football? We're not going to get into the NFL. When does that season start? Not even going to go there. Can't wait. Because uh, now I just feel bad for you. Yeah, now it's, it's just, just...
1: Well, the, the toilet bowl's next week with the Dolphins
0: and the Redskins. Yeah, That's that, going to be... going to be fascinating. <laughs> All right, let's get into the show. Before we get into the show proper, as it is, uh, I want to mention this weekend... Some people were a little bit confused. This weekend, we sent out a uh, limited-time special offer for all new four-star generals supporters of The Ralph Report. Yeah. It is a special deal to encourage folks to sign up at the four-star level, to be a subscriber of The Ralph Report on Patreon at the four-star level. And what we're doing is offering a special uh, two-part, deep, deep dive tour of my Batman collection, because everyone's been asking about it for years. And so I invited Kevin Smith over, and Kevin and I do... A long-form tour of the Bat Cave. It's really the most in-depth look at my collection ever. And it, it turned out so great. We said, let's make this like a special offer to encourage people to sign up at the four-star level. So we announced that over the weekend. We sent out an email to folks. And some people flipped out. Long-time four-star members, understandably, were like, hey, wait a minute. Do uh, we get that, too? And right. I, I want to let everyone know, absolutely. If you are a four-star general right now in good standing... You too will receive that content, but this is an extra incentive to get folks to sign up at the four-star level, either brand new uh, supporters of the show, or if you're a one, two or three-star general, this might be a good time for you if you were thinking about maybe upping your subscription to the four-star level. It's just a little bonus content. So yeah. we're going to do a part one, which runs about an hour. Um, that'll be released to all the new Four stars in the beginning of November. So we're, we're holding this all October long. Anytime, if you sign up anytime in October as a four star, then early November you get the first half and then December we'll be dropping hour two of the uh, of the tour. So I want to let people know that. So don't worry, you will be getting that content as well. Also, a lot of people mentioned, oh, you're giving out uh, the autographed 8 by 10s also as an incentive. Is that for all four stars? And this is my bet. I thought when we started offering that, we went back into Patreon and pulled everybody's mailing address. And I thought I had sent them out to all the four stars. Oh. But I got a couple of emails, people saying, hey, I, that's something I would like. And I'm a four star. So I want to say right now, if you're a four star general and you haven't received one of those, uh, please shoot me an email with your mailing address and I will get that out right to you automatically. So sorry about that. All right. That, clean that up. <laughs> now, let's get to the uh the Ralph Report Citizen of the Week. It's Monday. We already have a citizen really? of the week. Wow. Yeah, I was so impressed by this story. <laughs> I wanted to make sure we talked about it at the top of the show. Uh this week's citizen of the week is Lil John, rapper Lil John. Oh, yeah, Lil, Lil John. John. Lil John. Yeah. Lil John. <laughs> he is my man this week. I'm so impressed by his commitment. And his resourcefulness, he was performing down in Atlantic City, New Jersey. He was supposed to be performing at the Borgata. And uh, all of Atlantic City went black. Mm. And that's not a racial thing at all. It was uh, lightning hitting a power line at 1 a.m., plunging all the local casinos and nightclubs into darkness. There was panic at the Borgata. It was totally evacuated. People were stuck in elevators. There and at Bally's and at Harrah's and at the Ocean Casino Resort, uh, the resorts, a hard rock hotel and casino. So he was supposed to perform there and he couldn't. But he heard word that the intrepid dancers at Scores, the strip club yeah. inside the hard rock hotel and casino, kept on dancing to the emergency <laughs> lights after the power went out. And little John caught wind of this. Now, keep in mind, he's got nothing to do because he can't perform. He was supposed to perform at the Borgata. They closed it down. So what he did was he headed over to Scores, and he partied on with the strippers. (laughs) with No music, just them dancing in the dim glow of the emergency lights. And he and his crew dropped $10,000 in singles to the dancers until 5 a.m. So for four hours, he stayed there in the emergency lights with the strippers as they danced, and he made it rain about... uh, (laughs) $10,000 $10,000 worth Wow What? That's right That's what you did Little John Your commitment <laughs> To those young ladies Who are working their way Largely many of them Through medical school And oh, law of course, school yes. I'm sure Trying to make a better Life for themselves That could have been A disastrous night for them Because all the power was out But they kept dancing yeah. And you kept Supporting them Little John Damn And that's why you are <laughs> The Ralph Report's Citizen of the week <laughs> Okay okay i'm glad you're happy and so am i all right one more bit of business before we get on with the show i mentioned over the weekend on social media i can't i can't get it out of my mind i can't get it off my chest enough and i'm hoping you'll indulge me and allow me to vent just for a few moments being a drinking man it was the. i was so offended <laughs> i was the effrontery of the glenn scotch company i made me so angry I, I was either this or punch somebody. So it's better for me to get it out verbally than to get it out physically. I don't know if you saw this over the weekend. Oh, I not. saw your tweet. God damn it. I saw your tweet. My Motherfuckers <laughs> at Glenlivet, they uh, showed up at London's Cocktail Week. Cocktail Week in London. This is where a lot of bartenders and uh, booze companies get together and they unveil their latest concoctions, their new recipes for hip, new, trendy cocktails that a bunch of swizzle sticks are going to be drinking at the bar because they can't have an actual drink like a human not being. Not your scene. Motherfuckers. <laughs> not your scene. So they have to be, oh, the fucking millennials. That's <laughs> what, that's where the You're problem You're so red lies. in the face. It's just oh so infuriating. <laughs> well, Glenn Levitt, they, they showed up. This is the new thing they believe in, cocktails. I'm just going to play you the goddamn commercial, <laughs> and I'm just going to just try not to rip my fingernails out. As I listen to this, listen to this goddamn, the arrogance, the
2: fuck, the fuck,
0: the Glenn The has released an original whiskey drinking experience. A collection of edible cocktail capsules made from seaweed, meaning no need for a glass, ice, or a cocktail stirrer. Thai Air, one of the world's best bars, created three new Founders Reserve-based recipes for whiskey lovers to try together. To enjoy them, pop the capsule in your mouth and take a bite to release the delicious cocktail ingredients. Fuck you. The Glenlivet is the first spirits brand in the world to team up with sustainable packaging startup Notpla, who developed the capsule technology. The Glenlivet Capsule Collection sets new standards on how whiskey can be enjoyed. The Glenlivet. Levitt. Original by tradition. Fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. This is progress,
1: Ralph. <laughs> this is the next thing.
0: No ice, no glass needed. Fuck <laughs> you. How is this an improvement on drinking? You don't have to worry about cleaning the glass. Man has been drinking out of a glass for thousands of years, but now we're supposed to take the fucking Tide Pod and <laughs> stick it in our mouth and bite down on it and drink what shoots into our mouth and then swallow <laughs> the seaweed capsule that it came in. Who fucking came up with this goddamn idea. You could save like, how many gallons of water you're on cleaning glasses. This means I just... can't even sip the whiskey <laughs> if I want to. I got to put the whole thing in my mouth about the size of a walnut. I got to bite down into it. You get the whole shot at once. And then I get, it's got to flood my mouth and then I got to chew up the old fucking seaweed capsule and swallow that down as well. God damn it. The the hipster bullshit that that is going on in bars right now is insane. <sighs> My fucking god! And I'm not even a Scotch guy, but I'm telling you something: it, Scotch drinkers everywhere should rise up and never drink another bottle of Glenlivet as long as they live. It's going to go everywhere if this is popular. This this is some this is some Star Trek bullshit that we don't need. <laughs> you, the whole beauty of a good Scotch or a good whiskey, for that matter, is sipping it. Gently, just little sips at a time in a glass, maybe with one ice cube. You know what it's not? Pop it in your mouth. Like, what was that fucking gum that used to used to come? Uh, the, oh, like, uh, it had like the, the, the liquid center. It's like a center. gusher. It's yeah. like a gusher. Something, whatever it was. God damn it. Look, <laughs> well, even I don't know much about drinking, but I know you're supposed to sip whiskey. Nobody wants to drink anything this way, let alone whiskey. <laughs> if it was like if it was milk chocolate, a giant ball of milk chocolate, put it in your mouth and bite down on it. Fuck you. No, I'm not doing that. Even kids get a sippy straw to put into a bag of sunny D or whatever. Turtles, you're saving by getting rid of the straws. My lord, it was. I was incensed. <laughs> you're still incensed. <sighs> you're literally the color of your chair right Twitter's now. Twitter's on my side, by the way. Here's some of the <laughs> tweets in response. Um, whiskey cocktails are for sipping and savoring, not exploding in your mouth all in one go. Right, one, wrote one uh, Twitter user. Here's my one of my favorites, Jello shots. You just reinvented Jello shots, said one person. Oh, they did. And that's what it is. It's they like, really did. Don't tell me this is a beautiful, well-constructed cocktail. This is the ultimate frat boy way of ingesting as much alcohol as possible. Yeah, because you'll take three of the pills and you'll be drunk. Right. And then one uh, Twitter <laughs> user said, just put it in an IV bag. Let's just get to the inevitable <laughs> conclusion. And that's basically what they're shooting for. Just jam it into your veins and pump it in. Look. If I want to get totally fucked up, I'll just, I'll just butt chug some vodka. <laughs> I'll just put some it in rail vodka. I'll put it in an enema tube and I'll just shoot it right into my ass. <laughs> Fucking go live it. All right. I feel you better, better now. Know. I feel much okay. better now. All right. Let's get to your phone calls, Garmy. I oh. love it when you reach out to me, whether it's via email or in social media or whether you leave a message at the Ralph Report hotline. You know the phone number by now. It's one 833 Ralph. Love it when you leave your messages. I listen to all of them, and then I grab a handful of ones that catch my fancy, and we put them here at the top of the show in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The
1: telephone is ringing.
0: of booze <laughs> they look so happy in the commercial when they're oh, putting their no, mouth and they're gonna stick it all the way in and they're gonna bite down on it god so i think super- i remember the name of that gum of uh, freshen up was it called freshen, freshen up up? i don't know it used to be a gum you get it came in little squares and it was filled with a liquid center yeah and you bit down and it would squirt maybe it's freshen mouth. up i don't know maybe it's mouthful of cock gum maybe that's what it was called <laughs> I'm so angry. You, no, you can't tell. You're covering it well. Um, I'm not bringing <laughs> up uh, football, by the way. Just to let everyone Thank you. Knows, on appreciate a Monday it. morning. I am not bringing I up football. I've chosen not to do it Thank this you. weekend, given the uh, the results over <sighs> the weekend. So I am not bringing up football.
2: Fly, eagles, fly. What? Would... Oh my God! Please be kind to Eddie today. I, I, I will. Oh mm.
0: Jesus! I, I will.
2: Well, yeah. I know you're going to be. Kind. Kind. Mm. Yes. I'm sure. And I will. Oh my god. That's pathetic. <laughs> oh
0: my god. Uh. No. What? Come on. She brought it up. Oh, it wasn't me. Uh, she brought it
2: up. Unreal.
1: It's not cool, man.
0: Uh, one, two, three. Hit low. Hit Watch them fly, now, fly, Eagles fly Eat all the dicks. On the road to victory. How do you spell
1: it? E A G L E S Eagles. Yeah,
0: we can spell. We Not on, cool, dude. Took on the Mighty Jets Not this cool. weekend. Yeah, that was a tough out one. of victory.
2: Both,
1: hey, you guys have a spelling bee at the stadium? <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Everybody Jets and the Eagles fans? fans? Everybody Just...
0: was spelling their names.
2: God.
1: Did
0: you watch the uh Redskins? I Rangers did. Game? Did I you did think laying maybe, there, did you think unable
1: maybe, to breathe, and being attacked by a bird. Did you think maybe I watched it
0: in the first quarter? You were like, wait you know a minute, what? Wait, wait a minute. When, when
1: when they scored that touchdown, maybe, and, and then they missed their extra point. I'm like, this things might this might be this one of those games. Could be our day. This could be one of those games. Yeah,
0: it wasn't. It was not one was of those games.
1: No, at all. It's, my team's in the middle of an existential crisis right now.
0: Last week we got into a bitter <sighs> battle over. Automatic transmission versus manual transmission. It it split the nation, really. It really did. This is it like was, Mary Poppins, uh, Sound of Music esque. Even more so. Even more so. This was the great Civil War of the Garmy. <laughs> People lining up, brother against brother. Both sides picking up arms. Uh, I got to say, it was fairly evenly split. I think to Eddie's side of the automatics and my side. Don't <laughs> roll when the you right say it. Right thinking. Manual transmission stick shift operators. Uh, I thought I would play a couple uh, calls, one from each, just to represent each side. Here's Chris. He he has a, another podcaster, by the way. Chris has his own podcast called Car Bomb Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he called in.
2: Hi, this is Chris from the Car Bomb Podcast. Uh, I just paused the show. I'm listening to Friday's show talking about the automatic versus manual transmission. And I actually agree with both of you, but I am siding with Eddie a little bit more here. Yes. Mm-hmm. A manual transmission can be loads of fun if you're going on a nice cruise road trip, and I agree with you, complete control over the car is great. Mm-hmm. But for a daily driver like A to B, can I can I just drive a car and not have to do 27 fucking things before I'm even right. <laughs> off the block? Right. That's why automatic transmission is right. my, my day-to-day go-to. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Listen, you're not doing 27 things. It's two things. You push down the clutch. You move it into its That's gear. Three That's three things, because you're also
1: steering the car. Oh, my God. I, I've, I've guessed it on uh, Chris's car, uh, car Bomb podcast a few times, and uh, I'm glad he supports me oh in my flight. Oh, my plight. Lord. Twenty seventh. Oh, the, very, oh the, very nice. The burden of having to Look,
0: shift into gears. I
1: even said, if you're on the open road, it's probably fun to have the the, the manual. The but thing, in the
0: city, it just doesn't make any. If you're on the sense. open road, you're not even shifting. You yeah, put you it are. Into, you're shifting you put it it around a third or fourth, and you're just cruising at the same yeah, speed. Yeah, you
1: Slow it down. You gear it back up. You get your little race car God. feel.
0: What a bunch of pussies. When
1: you're sitting on the 134 going two miles an hour, why do you want to be shifting?
0: What a why? Bunch of why do you want to be shifting? It's funny. Eddie was on his way here and I said, uh, we can get re- started whenever you get here. And he texted back, I'm almost there. I said, don't text and drive. <laughs> and he said, oh, I'm driving an automatic, so I got a free hand so I could do this. See? You're going to uh, kill and then, yourself. Then you responded, pussy. That's, I did, yes. <laughs> All right. Now let's hear from the right <laughs> side of the argument, shall we? How about the manual stick drivers?
2: Hi Ralph. Hi Eddie. Andrew in Minnesota. Just calling after the discussion about manual versus automatic Mm -hmm. and none of it surprised me. Of course Eddie wants to be lazy and not have to do anything ever. (laughs) But I want to point out something that you all did not touch on, which is that the rest of the world agrees with Ralph and me, by the way. I would never drive another automatic car. It's Mm. so stupid. Right. And if you go anywhere outside of the U.S., Mm -hmm. you don't always even have the option, or if you do, you have to pay through the nose for it, like you're renting a car, or you move there and you buy a car. Mm -hmm. And, like, by the way, all my friends with daughters, I always make sure that they know how to drive a manual, because, God forbid, they travel somewhere by themselves, because I think every woman should be able to travel wherever she wants all the time. Mm -hmm. And, like, you go to South America, and you're, what, stranded somewhere, because you don't know how to drive a fucking dick shift? right. And now you get murdered. Murdered. So basically, Livy will be able to travel wow. the world right. and have free reign <laughs> yes. of every part of this planet yes. because Insane her father logic. knows to teach her the right thing. Yes. And Cole will be murdered. Cole will be murdered. His dad is lazy. Insane. That's what's going to happen. Yep.
1: Insane logic.
2: Anyway, love you. seen it. Bye. Perfect logic. Insane logic.
0: So not only do you want women not to travel the world by themselves. I I want my son
1: murdered. You want your son murdered. Nice. Most insane amount of logic. Nice way to be,
0: you misogynist, homicidal bastard. You want women to stay home, pregnant and barefoot in the (laughs) kitchen and not travel around the world. And you want to put your son in harm's way? The
1: automatic came pri uh, came after the manual, so the automatic is progress. That I'm all for progress. That is, you're the guys living, holding on to the past. I am. Why don't
0: you go back to the horse and buggy? I'm shocked. And Why don't you dismayed. go ride a horse? You just go back to walking. Here's here's a, here's what I want you to do with the horse, and has nothing to do with riding. All right. I I got to fill in the blanks, or does everyone know? Everybody, everybody good? Okay, I'm moving on. Pavlov. We also uh, talked about Pavlov last week. <laughs> Remember Pavlov? We said he rang the bell and made his dogs salivate because they thought yeah. they were going to get food. Yeah. Here's the thing. I love spreading knowledge on the Ralph report. The only thing I love more than that is when I get schooled by the Garmy. Here's a little interesting factoid. Hey, Ralph. Hey,
2: Eddie. Uh, just calling up about the uh, ringing a bell Pavlovian response call. Uh, Where did it come from? I do not doubt for one moment that that is where that saying comes from. However, Pavlov n- never rang a bell for his dogs. In all of his experiments, he would get the Pavlovian response working with them from many different sources, but he never, ever rang a bell, despite the fact that everybody thinks that he did. Love you, mean it, bye.
0: How about that? Wow. And I actually...
2: I always it assumed it it was I didn't want to. I
0: didn't want to take this guy at face value. He okay. sounds like you should believe well, he's him. He's British. Yeah, he sounds he's very got smart. Got that accent. Yes. They could say anything, yeah. and it makes it sound like you're learning it directly from PBS. Like if he did that stick shift argument to me, I would totally See? buy in. So he said Pavlov <laughs> never rang a bell. It's like how can that be? All we've ever heard of is Pavlov ringing the bell for them. Yeah. Election. So I did a little research. Guess what? He's absolutely right. Never Nailed rang it. a bell. Mm-hmm. Here's what he did do. He he needed precise control over the quality and duration of the stimuli that he used. So he frequently used a metronome because mm. of its regularity, a harmonium, a buzzer, and sometimes electric shock. Oh, yeah. Trust me, if you do a deep dive on Pavlov, you're not going to like what he did to dogs in general. <laughs> oh, probably trust not. Me. It got a lot worse than that. Oof. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you a quick one. What he did. It didn't even start out as psychological experiments. Originally, it was a biological experiment. He was doing a a biological experiment to see uh, the qualities of digestive juices and saliva in animals, how it helped break down food. And so what he would do is he would cut a hole in the (sighs) esophagus of a dog, feed it as much as it wanted, and the food would never reach the dog's stomach because it would come out of the hole in the dog's throat. Mm. so he could keep feeding the dog and then he would collect the saliva as the dog got hungrier and hungrier while it was eating the food it's it's like a horror story that's insane this reads like a horror story these experiments fuck that guy i don't know why ivan pavlov was considered such a great man because he sounded unspeakably cruel that sounds awful yeah it was what's the point of that to collect the saliva. I,
1: I just know. Told you. I know the point. But well, then why? No one asked
0: me what the point is if you know the. Uh, but point. I mean, in,
1: like in general, what's the point? Of-
0: he, he won the Nobel Prize in biology for that experiment. By the way, I'll have you for know. murdering a dog. He Didn't murder it. He kept it alive, but he kept it starving, <laughs>
1: <Isn't>,
0: <laughs> which led to charming? its eventual death. I'm sure. I think uh, the rights of animals were not quite as strong in the 1800s in God. Russia as they are today. Perhaps that was part of the problem. Um, What was I also going to say uh, about Pablo? Oh, the reason we think it was a bell, and yeah. this goes back to what we're talking about with the Bible. Remember, yeah. I said the Bible was translated in English like in the 1600s yes. or something from the original. From Hebrew, the Dale brothers. From the Dales. <laughs> it was a poor translation of his original notes in oh, really? Russian that led to the American guy who was translating it into English saying that he used a bell. to a bell. That's the, that's the kind of guy. If they can make that mistake with a, or a goddamn Russian. <laughs> what they did with the Bible. From the 1800s, imagine what they did to the Bible. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much for that call and setting us straight. Now everyone's going to be able to lure that over people with cocktail parties yeah. where They say, you know, uh, Pavlov never actually used a bell. And he was a giant dick. And he was a huge dick. Don't look, don't read into his experiments. They're cruel and unspeakable. All right. Thanks so much for calling in. I love it when you reach out. You too can be featured in the segment Garmy on the line, but you got to take that first step. You got to call me. Scotch pods. <laughs> Breathe. I just let it go. I can't let it, just go. let it go. Can't let it go. Who would choose to do that? They're why not going to force
1: you to do it. Why would anyone do it? You can still pour it in why, a glass. Why
0: does was a, a Scotch company <laughs> that claims they care about whiskey do that? They
1: don't, they're just out there doing different things. You can still pour yours in a glass. Oh my God. You'll be fine. Just, You'll be fine.
0: Pour it out of the bottle right into
1: my throat. Just cut a hole in your esophagus I guess <laughs> and just pour it straight in there. <laughs> that way you can keep
0: talking. Why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Every Monday, we get a chance to look at the big calendar that hangs here on the Batcave wall. You know, every day of the calendar year has certain holidays associated with it. Not all of them are decent. Some of them are bullshit. We break them all down for you and let you know what is right and what is wrong with holiday or holiday. Holiday or holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. All right, today is National Child Health Day. National Child Health Day. All for that. How can you be against that? I don't know. I don't even know why we need a National Child Health apparently Day. Apparently I'm maybe. against it. Learn how to not teach my son a manual Right, shift. you're going to get him killed. I guess so. Nice work. Don't send him to South America without knowing how that to That's never part stick. of the plan. Well. That's never part of the plan. You know how life works <laughs> no life's what happens when you're busy making plans <laughs> it makes no sense and does not apply to this it does man <laughs> makes plans god laughs that's what they say <laughs> i don't even know what any of that means anyway national uh, child health day is a united states federal observance day held on the first Monday in October, because they believe that every child deserves to be the healthiest he or she can. They used to believe that anyway. I don't know know what the current administration feels about that. But yeah, of course, we support healthy kids, for God's sakes. Today is also National Consignment Day. Consignment Day? Yeah, if you're familiar with consignment stores, sometimes known as thrift stores. Yeah, trying to resell your stuff. Exactly. What a great way to recycle the life cycle of your items. It keeps, uh, you know, wardrobes out of the landfill and gives people an opportunity not only to make some money on the other end but also to provide some cool clothes to folks who may not have the kind of coin to buy brand new stuff yeah. off the rack. A little snobby too some of those consignment stores about what they well, buy here's and the resell. thing it didn't used to be that yeah. way. Once it got hip, again, like, like the fucking Scotch yeah. Potters, <laughs> once the Scotch Potters got in there with their bullshit hipster ideas They like
1: get a little snobby about what they... are their
0: eat. fucking man buns and their... <laughs> (laughs) beanies their fucking beards god damn them um (laughs) they they started to make it a thing it got hip instead of just a way you could buy decent clothes at a decent price now sometimes it's more expensive sometimes in some of those consignment stores than it
1: is at a a, a department so like a buffalo exchange it's expensive and they don't you walk in there with your clothes they laugh at you yeah (laughs) we are like, yeah, we, can, we're like, we can't resell these.
0: You got to go to the old school. You got to go to Goodwill or yeah, one something of those like that. One, kind of those like genuine charity shops. You just give them away get them. and get a tax credit. You could do that too. But uh, when I was in college, man, I lived in thrift shops. Almost in my entire wardrobe wardrobe came out of thrift shops. Yeah. And it was back when you could get some cool stuff for nothing yeah, too. You can't I used do used to anymore. get like shark skin suits from the fifties and sixties. <laughs> man, those were cool. I looked like. When
1: were you walking around like
0: that? Uh,
1: the eighties. Oh.
0: So you look like Mr. Furley. You're walking around like Mr. No, Furley. I wasn't wearing a a a, a disco <laughs> jumpsuit. Uh, I was wearing sharkskin shark skin suits like think Rat Pack, Sinatra, okay, Sammy Davis Jr., right. those guys. I
1: see Furley. They used to wear sharkskin suits. See so Mr. No, I wasn't Furley. wearing
0: Keanu with giant uh, <laughs> That's what I see. collars. That's what I'm seeing. Oh, my God. Well, you're seeing incorrectly. <laughs> anyway, it's National Consignment Day. Go sell your stuff or go buy some stuff or something. You got them. Don't press me, cause I'm I'm still <laughs> yeah, you're, cheesed on. You're off. on the edge, I know. I'm sorry, I pull it back. <laughs> All right, National Frappe Day. It's National Frappe Day, and you notice I'm not even saving this for the food related holiday. No. National Frappe Day. You know what a frappe is?
1: Something with coffee, right? It is.
0: It's a, a delicious coffee treat that's made with coffee. And then you can put any kind of sweet stuff in there. They got all kinds. I mean, if you look at the uh, Frappuccinos over there at Starbucks, you can get it with caramel or chocolate or vanilla. They make them with peanut butter cup and pumpkin spice and cupcake cream, you name it. And that's blended with ice. It's basically a milkshake with coffee in it. It's yeah. top of whipped cream and sauces and that kind of stuff. So uh, National Frappé Day is today, and a lot of coffee shops are having specials on their uh, frappuccinos and their frappés and things like that. Okay. Is that something you drink? No.
1: Really? I don't enjoy the taste of coffee.
0: But what if it's mixed with like chocolate, I still take like co- mocha co- coffee? Coffee
1: is like red peppers and pickles. It dominates whatever flavor. Whatever you put it in, that's what it tastes like. But
0: if you sweeten coffee and put a dairy still in it. It still tastes like coffee. Yeah, but it's delicious then. No, it's not. It oh, just still tastes like coffee. See, this is why I didn't even bother this one, because I know about still your weird like coffee. coffee. Oh, I got to slam it. I slam it. You, they should put it in pods for you. They should put I would totally in pods. do coffee pods. Just stick in your mouth and bite down and just swallow it. I would do it. Swallow it all. <laughs> I would butt chug it. <laughs> and then just eat the wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> do it while you're driving your automatic. Make everything fucking well, simple I, as possible. Because I got that free hand, ready. I can do that. Exactly. Just drive with one hand and stuff your face with a coffee pods in the other. And Just become one of those Wally people. I'm just... not,
1: I don't think I'm in Days of Thunder and I need a stick shift. And... My
0: God. Today is also, by the way, <laughs> I don't know what I'm buzzing. I just had to get it, it out. Just me. Yeah, this too. <laughs> uh, National Inner Beauty Day. It's National Inner Beauty Day. Okay, which sounds like a good thing. And it's really good when you realize what is actually uh, representing. It's supposed to raise awareness and support the victims of human trafficking, which is a brutal enterprise of uh, man's inhumanity to man. But this is about uh, embracing the story of the victims without filtering it through someone else's definition of beauty. I'm not quite sure how that applies to the victims of human trafficking. I would think, regardless of their appearance, one way or the other, we yeah, would have to believe them, whether they're attractive to, or not. doesn't seem to line up. But. Perhaps it's just my not understanding the day. But if it's if it's for the victims of human trafficking, I'm yeah, all for it. I am all for it without any reservation. All right. You know what I like to do here at this part of the juncture of the show? It's when I take a look at a special holiday that is related to a particular food and then I run it past Mr. Eddie Pence and we see whether it's something he would eat or not. Now, if he does eat it, well, you find that out by uh, pulling the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If three of the items come up on the reels, there's a big payout and much rejoicing. Or just two of the items come out and then it's a the third thing, like a scotch pod or something. Or, <laughs> or automatic automobile. And then there's just sadness and everyone just sort of goes about their business and we carry on as usual. Today, October 7th is National Chocolate-Covered Pretzel Day. Chocolate-Covered Pretzels. Yes, once again, the sweet and the salty. The sweet and the savory, if you will. Two great tastes that taste great together, whether they're dipped in dark chocolate, milk chocolate, white chocolate, doesn't matter. The first commercial hard pretzels came along in 1861 by Julius Sturgis. Opened up a little bakery in his house in there in Lidditz, Pennsylvania. And not long thereafter, He got together with a chocolatier down the street and he dipped some of his delicious pretzels in that man's delicious chocolate and a taste treat was born. You can buy them in twists or rings or there's pretzel rods that are dipped in chocolate as well. Some are decorated with sprinkles. You can find them at your favorite coffee shop. When you're picking up your frappe, you can get yourself a (laughs) chocolate-covered pretzel on this National Chocolate-Covered Pretzel Day. Now, sure, I love them. Sure, you love them. But that's not the question. The question is, is that something Eddie Pence would eat? It's only one way for us to find out. Pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. Here we go. We got one pretzel, two pretzels, three pretzels.
2: Eddie Pence is eating chocolate-covered
0: pretzels. Wow. I would not have guessed that. I I wavered on this one. Did you? Was this a real battle? This this is a
1: tough one for me.
0: How can it be a a tough one?
1: Because I like chocolate. I love chocolate. And I like pretzels. And I've eaten chocolate-covered pretzels. And... They're okay when I eat them, but I would never go to a store looking to buy chocolate covered. Like I'm like, oh, I really want some chocolate covered pretzels. You wouldn't go I don't, into
0: like one of those uh, specialty candy shops no, and fill up one of those little bags. No, because I don't.
1: I don't love it that much. When I do eat it, I'm like, nah, this isn't as good as it it's supposed to taste like. Like you go into, it, you're like, okay, these are two great things. This should be great together, and yes. I'll eat it. I'm like, this is the. It's okay.
0: Oh, it's better.
1: Than but sometimes okay. you get some of that. You get too much pretzel, like that. The uh, the. It's got like a you know pretzel sort of have like a burn taste to them. What? They have like when you sometimes you get like a burn it's like taste. a burny taste to it and then it you, it doesn't mix well with the chocolate
0: there's
1: no Bernie. is a Bernie taste. A pretzel. Pretzels have like a little bit of a Bernie taste to it. No,
0: they're baked. They it's have the a bake. Ba- it's, ba- it's,
1: ba- it's a bake. It's a bakey taste. <laughs> I guess you would call it. It's there's something no, to it. Doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't work well? With call
0: the, it a It taste.
1: doesn't work well with the chocolate. Oh, I don't God. mind it if it's at a party. I'll eat it. Like if it's sitting there on the table and there's nothing else I like, I'll eat them. But I don't think I would go out and buy them. My God, I just well, don't. This isn't. A, would any buy it? Yeah. I mean, Eddie I'd eat it. So that's why I gave it a thumbs up. But I don't. I won't think I would go out and.
0: Oh, boy. So it's it's
1: it was a tough one for yeah, me. It's
0: got a Bernie taste and a bakey a, taste.
1: I guess it's more bakey than Bernie. I don't want
0: either of those. It's much more bakey. Wow. you can just suck the fun right S- out of it, S- even out of a win. My <laughs> lord. Well, we're gonna take it anyway. And we're gonna say that's today's holiday. Holiday. Oh holiday. Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, look at this. Joker, over the weekend, beat the all-time October record for an opening weekend for a feature film. And uh, previously held by It Chapter 2, by the way. And it beat it out with $93.5 million in its opening weekend. Damn, that's a lot. a lot of money. It ranks... Uh, amongst the top five highest R-rated opening weekends in history wow yeah so congratulations to Todd Phillips and uh, Joaquin Phoenix and everyone else related to the Joker every Monday we like to take a look at the top 10 movies at the box office to see what people were going to see in theaters over the weekend as I mentioned Joker at number one a distance second was abominable with 12 million dollars at number two so it seems like everybody was going to the joker yeah. i heard a lot of screens were sold out you couldn't even get in this week yeah
1: i'm going later today you're gonna go today that's probably smart in, i like
0: to go on matinees the day after yeah you know, the week after the, week the, the after. opening weekend it's a little more manageable downton abbey's still in the top three with eight million dollars <laughs> now if joker was in downton abbey i would definitely go <laughs> i would, would go opening awesome. night Joker was slaying if everyone in Downton Abbey,
1: wreaking havoc in Downton Abbey.
0: Oh yeah, Hustlers was fourth with six point three million dollars. It Chapter Two still in the top five with five point three million. Then Add Astra, or Bad Astronaut <laughs> as Eddie calls it, uh, sixth <laughs> at the box office with four point five mil. Judy. Judy, 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 number seven. They're saying great things about that. Yeah, nobody's going to see it. But nobody's going to see it. A Wait, lot of people. Tough month. To see it, it is. It's yeah. a lot of competition. It is. $4.4 um, 4 million. Rambo. Last Blood was number eight. War. Came in at number nine. I don't even know what war, war? is. Yeah, mm-hmm. war. I
1: Haven't heard that one.
0: Number 10 uh, was Good Boys and they put an 11th in there. Oh, because there was a tie. Uh, Good Boys and My People, My Country. Mm. Round out the top 10. That's uh, My People, My Country is the uh, Chinese film. So okay. The 70th uh, anniversary of China cinema or something like that. Don't know. I don't either. Me either. I don't care. Speaking of Joaquin Phoenix, this is pretty cool. I don't know if you saw this or not over the weekend. He was uh, just routinely crashing screenings all over Southern California. Oh, he was? Yeah, he was showing up. Not dressed as a joker. No, okay. no. That My would God. That would people be would, people would lose their minds. really stupid. No, he showed up in just a gray hoodie, and he would come out uh, after the closing credits and come out and say hi to people and talk to them. And apparently he was in a real good mood. He was taking selfies with people. Really? Yeah. It seems so un-Joaquin. Very much so. He's acting like a man who's uh, enjoying being in a hit movie. However, he showed up at uh, the Pacific Theaters in Chatsworth at a 5:15 oh, really? <laughs> showing. My yeah. God, he went deep into the valley. Yeah, he did. Same day, he was also seen down at the Alamo uh, Draft House in Los Angeles. So he made his way all over the Los Angeles area and was uh, shaking hands with people and taking pictures. He even got requests to do his tormented joker laugh from the film, and apparently there's some video out there of him trying and then choking and not, not being able to do it. So even he can't do the joker. Oh, sad news. We lost some celebrities over the weekend. All these people are worth paying tribute to, starting with Diane Carroll. She was a lovely singer and Tony Award-winning actress, Oscar-nominated as well. She was in a a show called Dynasty in the 80s, but uh, probably best known for her starring role in the 60s in a sitcom called Julia. She was the first African-American woman to ever star in her own TV series. And uh, it was a a big breakthrough for her character, too, because she was a single class, uh, excuse me, a middle class single mother who was a nurse and it was a it was a breakthrough in 1968 when the show was on the air because it wasn't a, a lead African American character playing a maid or a cook or anything yeah. else she was a young career woman who had a young son and uh, it was a great show lasted a couple seasons in the 60s and the early 70s so she passed away at the age of 84 years old this is really sad. Did you know Rip Taylor at all comedian? I met Rip him a Taylor? few times uh, mutual friend Frank Kelly. Yes. He did that
1: documentary. I actually got to go to the one of the screenings of the uh, documentary. I got to sit almost like right next to him and I got to hang out with him that and night. And another mutual of
0: friend of ours, Gabby, Yeah, Gabby, Gabby. was real good friends with Yeah, friend Gabby was really him. close with him. She uh, helped him out quite a bit. Yeah. For those who don't know Rip Taylor, he was uh, everywhere in the 70s and 80s. Hell, he was a regular on late night comedy and game shows for 6 decades. But I knew him primarily from his work in the '70s and '80s, when he would show up on Match Game and Hollywood Squares and Password. The Gong Show is really kind of what made him. I think I saw him first on
1: Sigmund the Sea Monster.
0: Oh my God! yeah. is where yeah.
1: I remember first that's seeing him. That's right. The old uh, was it
0: Bancroft? Uh, 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 no, the uh, Sid and Marty Croft. Sid and Marty Croft. Yeah, Sid the Marty Croft brothers, brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah he that's ever where got I he first saw him. That, as that. That's right. Yeah. Um, very funny, crazy, campy. Guy, I mean, to give you an idea of his comedy, he would run in the audience with a big shopping bag full of confetti <laughs> and just throw it on everyone. He just made you I mean, smile. That was a shtick, whenever he came in the room, you would start laughing. And you don't know why. Such high energy yeah. and just craziness and just again, just like a campy. He would take his toupee off and stuff. It was yeah. just nuts. It was just a kind of comedy <laughs> you really don't see no. anymore. Not an edge to it, just no. sheer silliness and goofiness. Yeah, just a clown. Very entertaining guy. Passed away at the age of uh, 84, I think he was. Yeah, 84 years old. So sad. And then lastly, one of the uh, great drumming legends in rock and roll history, Ginger Baker, passed away in a hospital in England on Sunday. One of the greatest rock and roll resumes ever. I mean, he sort of invented the rock and roll drum solo. He was... Heads and shoulders above almost every other drummer in rock history, largely because he didn't start out to be a rock drummer. He was a jazz drummer and considered himself a jazz drummer much more so than he did a rock drummer. Yeah. But he happened to start working with a couple guys named Eric Clapton and Jack Bruce, and they founded the legendary rock band known as Cream. And then after that broke up, he went on to join another super group called Blind Faith. And he had his own jazz rock band called Ginger Baker's Air Force. Just ba- basically known for these amazing solos, especially when he played live. One of the great rock drummers of all time. They always say if there's a rock drummer, sort of Mount Rushmore, Ginger Baker would absolutely be up there. Passed away at the age of 80. I cannot believe he lived to be 80, by the way. If you read his <laughs> his uh, autobiography, he, by his own account, he tried to quit heroin 29 times. Oh, my God. It was the 30th time that finally took. Wow! But he had a serious drug problem through the entire decade of the 60s and the 70s and the better part of the 80s. Some of those people just have that body that can just hold up through all of that. Some people try it once and and they're done. Yeah, Uh, It's a great story in his autobiography. He talks about when he was on tour with Blind Faith in 1969, he heard on the radio that he had died from a heroin overdose. (laughs) He was listening to the radio and they said, Ginger Baker has died from a heroin overdose. And in the story he says, He was not shocked in the least to hear that news (laughs) on the radio. He was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1993 as a member of the legendary band Cream. So as we say goodbye to Ginger Baker, here's a little bit of perhaps their most famous song. In a white room with black curtains near the station.
2: Black roof
0: country, no gold payments, tired starling. And lastly, Boy Meets World. Did you watch Boy Meets World when I you were did coming up? I did uh, not. If you grew up in the 90s, kids, you probably remember Boy Meets World. And you probably remember Maitland Ward. She played Rachel McGuire on the 1990s ABC sitcom. Well, she started a new career, and she is so unapologetic about it, which is one of the reasons I love this story. She has started at the age of 42. She just... Debuted in her very first porn feature film that she's starring in. Okay. And she has come out saying that she is loving doing it. Okay. She says she gives no fucks about doing X-rated films because porn allows her to be her authentic, self as she puts it she's a sexual person and she is having a blast doing porn and she says she has no apologies for anyone and this is her new career and she's loving it okay and i love that attitude good for her a lot of other actresses would be ashamed or try to hide the news and she's out there promoting the shit hey. out of this movie hey so uh find what you love and do it yeah and she's smoking hot too by yeah the way so i think there's a lot of guys who watched boy meets yeah, world buying into that that's gonna be <laughs> My meat's my world. Reverse tug. reverse tug is Steve Ashton Ashton would put it. Uh, All right, let's take a look at all the celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on this day, October seventh. Boy, talk about music. This is just one after another. Let's start off with uh, music producer, entrepreneur, reality competition judge Simon Cowell celebrates his 60th birthday today. Guitarist Charlie Marinkovich from Iron Butterfly is 60 years old today.
2: in a god of a vida, hon, don't you know that I love you? In a god of a vida, baby, don't you know that I'll always be true?
0: My favorite story, I think I may have told this last year on this guy's birthday, but uh, a DJ friend of mine um, was around in the early days, in like the 60s and 70s, played a lot of classic rock. And his classic thing that he always did was when you had to go to the bathroom, you would put on Inagata Davida" because it's right. a 12-minute yeah. song. <laughs> so you could put that on. You could run out of the studio, take a dump if you had to, maybe even squeeze in a smoke and then get back yeah. in for time for the next record. So he puts on Inagata Davida" and he bolts out of the studio. And he goes in and he's watching his watch and he does his business. And he has a cigarette and he runs back in. And when he gets back in the studio, all he hears is, Inigata! In a gut, in a gut. And for 12 minutes, it had been skipping at the beginning of the track over and over again. And he just left the room and had no idea. It makes me laugh every time. Uh, Singer Ann Curlis from a dance band called Expose. She is 56 years old today. Singer Tony Braxton is 52. Boy, she's a talented lady. Yes.
2: Unbreak my heart. Say you love me again. Undo this hurt cause when you walked out the door, and walked down my life.
0: Wow, she can tear your heart right out yeah, with that man. song. Singer Tom York of Radiohead is 51 years old today. One of my first gigs uh, in radio was impersonating Tom York. Oh, really? For an April Fool's day. you ever tell you this story? Uh-uh. Until so I got the job at k when I started working there, The first one of the first things I ever did was I came in and pretended to be Tom York. It was an April Fool's Day gag. They were supposed to play at some club, I think the play game right. or something, on the 1st of April. And so that day... Uh, I played him in the studio, being interviewed, and we got into a pretend fight oh, on that's the air. Right. Yes, and we played it off as if uh, Bean had punched Tom York in the face <laughs> and had hurt him, and they weren't going to be performing that night because of the fight. And uh, they weren't happy. Management of uh, Radiohead was not happy that we played that gig because people started to panic and weren't looking for refunds for their tickets. And
1: uh, what a way to kick off your career!
0: Yeah, people should have <laughs> known, though. However, that beans not possible of punching anybody in the face and hurting anyone <laughs> it should have been a telltale <laughs> sign right at that moment anyway here's a little tom york and radiohead but i'm a tree TV personality, host of The View, Joy Behar, is 77 years old today. I don't know how she uh, has a career. She's been around forever. 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 She's a stand-up, right? She was, I think, at, at, one, at one point. At one time? Um, I, don't, I, just, I, don't, I don't think she's ever made me laugh once. No. She just yells a lot. <laughs> she seems very angry. Of course, angry. That, that show's filled with yeah, people just, just yelling Just everybody yelling a lot. angry and yelling. Singer Damien Kulash. Who? Isn't he your friend from OK Go? Damien no, I know, Koulash? I know, uh, I know the uh, guitar player. Oh, well, the uh, lead singer for that. I don't man, know the lead singer. Damien Koulon. I met him. But of okay, I don't go. He's forty-four oh, okay. years old. I thought you knew all the goes.
1: I'm, I do, but, I'm, okay, I'm, but I'm, only, I'm only
0: friends. with the guitar. You know all the goes. I know most of them. You know the goes. Here's Damien's birthday. He's forty-four years old. Drummer Kevin Godley of 10CC is 74. The
2: things we do for love. The things we do for love. Like walking in the rain and the snow
1: When there's nowhere to go When you're feeling like a part of you is
2: dying And you're looking for the answer in her eyes You think you're gonna break up Then she says she wants
0: to make up you ever hear the story about how 10cc reportedly got their name? No. It was supposed to be one more cc than the average amount of semen ejaculated by the average man. <laughs> so they were a little bit better than the average guy. <laughs> <laughs> and 10cc. Oh, I like that. And That's then funny. that was always the story. And then someone came out and said, no, their manager had a dream one night, and he dreamed the band's name was 10cc. That's stupid. I don't buy it. That's stupid. It makes much more sense. No, the other one's much it's better. It's about jism. It's much, much more... Believable, in my opinion. Singer John <laughs> Mellencamp, who used to be known as John Cougar. Now, actually, yeah. he was known as Johnny Cougar, and then he was known as John Cougar, and then and, he was known as John Cougar Mellencamp, right. and now he's just John, John Mellencamp, Mellencamp, and then he's going to be John Mellon, and then he's going <laughs> to... Then Camp? Then J-Mel. Then J-Camp? Then J-Camp. Here he is <laughs> with one of my favorite songs. He's 68 today. <laughs> drummer Tico Torres of the legendary Bon Jovi. He's 66 years old today. Ah! Actress Judy Landers. Do you remember the Landers sisters in the yes, 70s? And I do 80s? remember them. They were hot. I do remember them. Yeah, they weren't quite twins. Right. But they looked enough alike that if you just squinted real hard, the fantasy would still hold true. <laughs> she was on a show that I loved <laughs> called Vegas. I remember Vegas. I love Vegas. Vegas with uh, Robert Urich. Yes. Yeah. If you don't know, boys and girls, do yourself some do yourself a favor, do a little research. Go love look up Vegas with Robert Urick. Who was, he was also on a show called Spencer for Hire. Yeah, was this a, was before that. He though. was on TV forever. Yeah. This was an Aaron Spelling show around the same time as Charlie's Angels. And he played a detective, Dan Tanna, in Las <laughs> Vegas. And he was the coolest That's guy so in cool. the world. I just remember you remember he had that apartment that was basically just a garage. Yeah. And he would drive his T bird into his apartment and like park there at his desk and get out and <laughs> answer the phone. And had like a heavy bag hanging there. It was like the ultimate man cave. And he lived behind the desert inn hotel yes. and casino. That's where he lived. Because his, his best friend was the the guy who owned that yeah. casino. And
1: everything was old Vegas stuff. Like, oh, like the strip so it was all old Vegas good. strip and the cow so the smoking cowboy
0: with the thumb up. And he used to drive around in a convertible Thunderbird. Yeah in Vegas. He had like a brown leather jacket too or something a like that. A brown yeah. leather vest. Brown leather vest. That's what it was. And, and cowboy boots and jeans oh. and a tweed blazer. Yes. And I'm like <laughs> And I went to Vegas once and I was like, how is this guy driving around with the top down in die. the Vegas? You would melt in 35 seconds in a tweed sports coat with a with a leather vest on. That's how cool he was. He was. He was. That's cool. how cool he was. Um, anyway, Judy Landers was his secretary love on that, that show. show. She's 61 years old today. And lastly, guitarist Ricky Phillips. We got to play the Vegas theme song for one of these. I TV know. Tunes. I love that. Was one of my first shows that as a little kid a that one. I watched. that was uh, like an adult show. I, I was I was older than you obviously, but I patterned my wardrobe <laughs> after Dantana for about before. For, the for shark about a suits. year, yeah. I had like a pleather <laughs> vest, and I would put, I had a, like a, tw- a fake faux tweed jacket on, and, and cowboy boots, and jeans. You had several identity crises. I, <laughs> I was a very susceptible young man. Whatever show I was watching at the time, I would adopt that style almost instantaneously. Um, uh, Ricky Phillips is our last person celebrating a birthday today. Guitarist Ricky Phillips, currently in the band Sticks has been since uh, 2003, but he's best known to me anyway for his work with one of my favorites, a guy named John Waite, who had a solo career, but he was also in a band called The Babies, and then in the 80s, a band called Bad English, which I thought were terrific. Uh, Ricky Phillips worked with him in both of those bands. Here's a little bit of Bad English. That's it for today's celebrity birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman, and I walk the Showbiz Beat. All right, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, I got a guy Vegas on the brain. Now. I know. Remember Binzer? His yes. buddy Binzer was like his his comic relief sidekick. Is it on Hulu anyway? I don't gotta know. Be able see now it I got to hunt it down. I want to watch it. I got to find it and watch it. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna start a second podcast where we're just gonna Vegas. we're gonna do one of those <laughs> those listen along podcasts where you watch episodes of Vegas and we'll talk about them. <laughs> And Tony Curtis played his boss for the first That's right. two seasons, I think. Oh, my God. Dan, let me tell you something, Dan. <laughs> I need you to go out there and find this guy for me. Okay, Dan? <laughs> oh, I missed that show. Yeah. All right. Thanks for putting up with our nonsense. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Come on back tomorrow. Speaking of tomorrow, it is Tuesday, TV Tunes Tuesday. I think I just gave it away. I think we're going to have to play the Vegas soundtrack. Oh, yes. I love that theme song so much. So we're doing one for us tomorrow. We're going to play goddamn <laughs> Vegas. Now you know. Get used to it this is a new sheriff in town call the shots i'm still angry about scotch pods gotta take it out on somebody (laughs) it's gonna be you you always hurt the ones you love (laughs) uh we're gonna have a good show tomorrow for you i promise i guarantee i guarantee come on back because i love you i mean it bye